0: Holy mama, baby! <laughs> Let's go, dude! I guard my heart. I'm so excited. We're back. Woo! Oh man! <laughs> I mean, what a joy! Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> we are here on a fine Thursday evening. Um, just, just Daniel and Paul um, talking about love. Mm. Talking about worldly love. Talking about biblical love um all the above and and everything in between. Uh and it's going to be nice. awesome. And uh hopefully the spirit speaks through us. Um and that this scripture hits home. And uh all that good stuff. So Danny, how was your week? How's your last two weeks, I guess I could say. We have a little, Last a little, two a weeks. Sober. Come
1: on now. Man, last two weeks what happened? Goodness, a whole lot of life, man. Just hmm. schools going on, uh, getting to hang out with friends. Getting uh, This is wild. We started a new sermon series at my church about mental health. Hmm. First time I've ever heard a series on that and what the Bible says about mental health. And it's, dude, it's crazy. Uh, my small group on Monday was just really raw. And we just had some hard conversations, but some good conversations, you know we just reflected on pain all of our lives but the joy that comes through that mm. and it was just a beautiful thing um Lindsay and i have been dating for a month yesterday come on now oh wow i decided to renew my monthly subscription <laughs> and i'm gonna go for another one we'll see what happens <laughs> but that's been an absolute blast um oh you know what else is wild um I don't know if Paul was going to tell you all this, but this is her second time filming this because yeah. the first time we got done and found out it crashed. So second try. Let's go,
0: dude. I I mean, I'm here with a completely reset heart from the last time. Um, Come on. Praise praise for that, dude. I uh, I think the, the Lord just did not want that podcast to go out because about everything that could go wrong with the tech that's never gone wrong, went wrong. Um, it's so, Absolutely. I mean, here we are. So why, well, I mean, what a blessing. What is it? I mean, it's a whole, it's like nine days later, something like that. And, um, so, um, we got some, we got some new, new experiences to use and new conversations to have. And, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's still going to come through and do his work through it. Um, oh, I know he will. Exactly. And so my week, two weeks, whatever, um, still nursing a hamstring injury on the track um, it's kind of brought yeah. forth some really good fruit um, in some in some ways I could serve and some some diligence in my life, scheduling and having to get in for rehab and um, just like seeing what was an idol in my life and what's not, what deserves my time, what doesn't. Um, seeing that life is okay without track and field um, or without sport, and uh, it's been really good in that. Um, been playing and live streaming a lot of Call of Duty. Um and been enjoying that, trying to glorify the Lord in in a place that there's not a whole lot of that going on. Uh, and so that's been awesome. Um Oh, what else? Um about after dark. Yeah, I guess. My gosh. I guess we I hyped it up for two months on the podcast to finally not give him a conclusion. Uh hosted after dark, uh that'd be two weeks ago today, I think. And uh the Lord came through big. Um, I mean, 650, well, 750 people walked in, I would guess about 680 lost souls. And there was about 680 things pinned to that cross. Um, they, we took note cards with like a, like a, a, drop of blood on them. Like it was just like red paint, but it was simulated a drop of blood that like one drop of Jesus's blood, like, uh, paid the price for our sins. And, um, I was walking around as people were coming up and putting them on the stage and nailing them to the cross and. Um, hearts were breaking. People were crying. It was absolutely incredible. The worship was amazing. And then Colony House came on and everybody just was so joyous in what had just happened and the the, the brokenheartedness for the right reason. And um, everybody just had an amazing time. Literally one of the best nights of my life. Uh, so fulfilling. So just seeing that I was completely inadequate the whole time and that the Lord had control and, and mm-hmm. I was faithful in what I could do um, and what I could be faithful in. And he came through. And that just shows, you know, never underestimate the gospel, um, never underestimate its reach and its power and just to be faithful and stewarding it. And oh my gosh, I mean, holy mama, I am absolutely blown away still. Had a kid get saved in my 8 a.m. the next day through a conversation. Come on. Like literally we were sitting there and he was just like, I was asking him about it. And he's like, I've just never seen God's grace so real before. And I was just like, well, like, have you received it? And then he's like, no. And I started praying. I was just like, like in my head, I was just like, I was like, Lord guide this conversation. And by the end of it, dude had a big old smile on his face. Let the Lord into his heart. It was kind of crazy. Um, And so.
1: Won't he do it?
0: Dude, seeing life change right in front of your eyes when it has nothing to do with you. Isn't that just special? Holy cow. Mm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, I just, I just am blown away by his, like the way he uses me. Like. Uh, people can can call me compliment me however they want. I know who I am, and I know that I am trash, right? And that and that the Lord uses trash to make something beautiful, like that. Oh my gosh, dude, I am blown away. Like just the just the beauty of grace and like the power of the gospel and um, what just some God fearing people that want to share His name can do together. And oh, dude. Man. I just to say, dude, I could literally I hope somebody reaches out to me in the Instagram DMs and just wants to talk about the Lord and how After Dark moved and how crazy it was. Um in this campus, I actually one more thing, I'm taking up a lot of time, but um I had a heart coming out of After Dark to keep that community going between the ministries and the athletes and stuff and just like um not let that die. And so I started a bi-weekly campus-wide prayer um, at 8.30 every other Tuesday. And we meet in the basement of the Christian Campus House right next to campus because I know the leaders there and they're amazing. And they opened that space and we had our first meeting uh, and had about 60 people come in and hit their knees and, and pray for the campus and and all, all good things. And so that's just really encouraging coming out of that too, just like seeing that people want change, you know, like people's hearts are there. And they want to see difference, and it's so awesome! Oh my gosh, gosh, dude, how cool! Yeah, I hope you is known as a as a great Christian has as having a great Christian community, and I hope it has nothing to do with me. Like I hope that that years down the line, people are meeting on Tuesdays every other Tuesday to to pray, and FCA is booming, and and BSU is booming, and whatever, and it has nothing to do with an event that I had part in. That it like. That people just know UCM as being God-fearing and that my name isn't attached to it. And that would just be a dream come true. If I just had nothing to do with it and it was the Lord's work being done, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing? God's glorious love, dude. Speaking of that. Speaking of that. <laughs> uh, Let's say, oh, this is such a vague question, but you just love to hear it. Danny, you're going to go first here. What does the Bible say about love? How does it define it?
1: how does it define it
0: that's a it's broad there i mean love is probably mentioned literally thousands of times in this book so oh it's uh, mentioned
1: a number of times
0: oh my gosh we're going to give you plenty of them
1: here we go so i have been stewing on this for a second all summer actually paul i know you have too oh yeah <clears throat> first john oh baby gosh got to teach on this all summer and Goodness, but if I can just set, sum this up in three words, because that's the the section title of John 4, verses 7 through 9, nope, 21. It's literally, it's, this is what it says this. God is love. Mm. And I, I'm just going to read this. It's a hefty chunk, but nothing better than the word of the amen, Lord. Amen, amen. Here it goes. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest upon us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Hmm. In this love, not that we have loved, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Love that word. <clears throat> it, it just Come means on, a complete man. and total payment it's all it's all cleared with no questions to
0: complete none
1: Comple- perfect couldn't say it better verse 11 beloved if God so loved us we also ought to love one no one has ever seen God if we love one another God abides in us and his love is perfected in us mm. I'm gonna pause there <clears throat> I'll go back to the rest later. But there's so much to unpack here. But, gosh, God is love. And there's no more pure nor perfect love than God. Mm. And what's crazy is that it's something we're all searching for. Come on. In so many different ways. Like, our culture, everyone wants to not only be accepted, I think acceptance is part of it, but everyone wants to be loved. And now, but that takes a bunch of different forms and, tr- and trying to find that love, right? Mm-hmm. That love could be going out and just diving into the hook of culture. That's huge. I know it's, it's huge at Missouri state and I know it's huge. You see too. And just in our culture in general, or trying to find love in so many different ways. And just like the wrong community and, Alcohol, sex, sleeping around—so many different things—and mm. it just—it just tells me one thing: is that we're all looking to fill the God-sized hole in our hearts. And there's only one thing that fills that hole—only one, only one God, and, it, and it's Him. Mm. It's God
0: mm.
1: through That's Jesus, good. and what's ah, uh, I, I can go on forever. And it's it's oh man. I love this. It says, "In this love of God, who was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him." I mean, God showed us His love, right? Oh yeah. We couldn't understand who He was, so God sent us Him. Who I mean, who better to teach us than God Himself to come, put on flesh, and just be with us, Bro. right? To say, "Hey, yes. you don't you don't have to meet a standard. You don't. You can't." Not a fact that you that you don't have to. You can't. You can't meet the standard. And I'm gonna do it for you. And honestly, that takes me right into John fifteen thirteen. Same writer. But he says, Greater love has known than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. It's sacrifice. And that's what love is, and that's who and that's who God is. Come on. Dude. That's who God is, man. That's
0: it, bro. And I just like, it blows my mind. Like cross reference to that. It's another John quote. I mean, first John, um, three 16 through 18. Like by this, we know love that he laid down his life for us. He is mm-hmm. Jesus. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against him. How does God's love abide in him? Like that's verses 16 and 17. First John three, like, going right along with what you said and like i'm so glad that like it tells us that if we love one another god's love is made perfect in us right and so we can it gives us a guide like his word gives us a guide on loving others like we're not in the dark right if we want to we're supposed to be more christ like daily and if christ was love we have to love and so you could go to oh let's do 1st corinthians 13 i mean the the love chapter that like people define it as we're going to start in verse 4 Um, and it says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Right? And then this same chapter earlier in the chapter, it tells us that it literally says, if I speak all the, tang- the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, right? Mm. I'm worthless if I do not love it to this capacity, right? And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, all of God's secret truth, and I have all faith as to move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing, right? If I give away all that I have, and if I even sacrifice my body for the poor, but have not love, I gain nothing. Like – how straightforward is that? Right. That if you do anything without love, you have done nothing like 100%. And so, um, and then going along with that, um, and meeting that standard of love, like, uh, striving for that standard of love. Right. So we have Matthew, um, 22, 37 through 40. And that says, uh, that's when Jesus is, uh, is asked what the greatest commandment is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he literally says, Right? you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. This is the greatest commandment and the second is equally as important. you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend on all the law and all the prophecies right So loving others is, is equal to loving God. like that is our not it's, it's hard to put it that way, but like that is our ministry on earth is to love others. And so, yeah, um, it is. It is exalt. It is so important. Oh my God, dude!
1: And if I can just piggyback off that, you know, to love others as yourself, there's also a part in there. It's talking about you know loving others as yourself. It's implied that you love yourself. And I think that's another thing that people struggle with. It's not. You know, so I had a conversation with someone today who I to love dearly about. It's not a sin to to love yourself. I mean, it gets into when it comes becomes pride, but caring for yourself so that you're healthy emotionally and spiritually, love oh, others is so important. Oh my gosh! And that's why it's important Amen. to keep up our relationship with the Lord and pursue Him because if we're overflowing, we're filled to the brim with His love, and it's just pouring over. We can love others with that. It doesn't take away from us. It's just it's just an excess, mm-hmm. and this never-ending fountain. It just it brings me back to when Jesus is. Reveals himself as the Messiah for the first time to the woman at the well. For oh, the yeah. this is the first time Jesus ever says he's like, I'm him, I'm here, the one everyone's been waiting for. That's me. Huh. He tells it to a woman, and honestly, back in the time, women, women were lower class; they were just right above property. Oh yeah. And this was an adulterous woman, and he and he's like, Yeah, you've been married multiple times, and it's not out of conviction. It's out of love. And what's awesome with that is in him just acknowledging that there's sin, but with that there's grace and love. It's that it right? And his sacrifice, we no longer have to, to keep this law, right, to pursue this righteousness that comes through the Spirit now because of his death on the cross, right? It's not something that we do on our own. And it's we get to walk and live in this grace, and love oh my god. without fear right because it's all in the shadow of the cross paul can i just can i just say that man it's all in the <laughs> shadow of the cross man and that's oh, just yeah. the gospel that jesus oh romans 5 8 ah it's right come here we on. go come on romans 5 8 paul paul's writing this not paul Anigan, the apostle
0: paul the apostle he's much better than me continue
1: but, but god shows his love for that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus didn't say, "Hey guys, get it right, and then you'll have my grace." He didn't say, "Meet this requirement." He didn't say, "Do this, do that, build this temple, say my name this many times." He says, "I got it. Walk oh in my, my love." Gosh, dude, dude, come I, on! Man. I literally,
0: and and it's amazing. So we built all this pressure on loving. Right? Loving is important right? God is love. We must love. And so it's really natural for people to be like, well, I don't know how to love like that. I can't love like that. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Right. The fruit of the spirit, literally Mm. Galatians 5, 22, 23, like the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there's no law against those things. Right. So you look at the first thing, the fruit of the spirit, love. Right, so so all we have to do is let Christ in and grow in our intimacy with Him, and we will love to that capacity. Right, if He is priority and He is at the forefront of our lives, and we love like Jesus loved, like this, like the Spirit equips us to love, that is when we're doing it well. Right, if we're loving in our own capacity to anything that you think you love, whether it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom, your dad, your cousins, friends, whatever right? If you think you are loving them as well as possible and you love God, like the Lord less than them, you are doing a disservice to them because you are not loving them as well as you could. And so we must, we must walk in the spirit first, grow closer to the Lord first and love everything else second in order to love them as best as possible. So all you have to do is grow closer with the Lord, grow in your knowledge of the Holy One, grow in your intimacy with Him, right? Proverbs nine ten talks about how how knowledge like how important knowledge of the Holy One is and how fearing him is the beginning of wisdom, right? And and that and that leads you into loving people as well as possible. And so like don't put pressure on yourself to do this, like put pressure on yourself to grow closer to the Lord, and then he will take care of that stuff like he will refine your heart. Romans 12 he will renew your mind. Like and then and then you will love people as well as you are as as you have capacity to. Oh my gosh. Literally biblical love is the coolest thing. Like I I just like like putting like the world has has contorted love into what they think it is. And biblical love is the most like wholesome incredible thing. Yep. And so we could even go right off of that. What is the difference between societal and biblical love?
1: I'm I'm so glad you asked. Go ahead, dude. The difference to me, right? And this is where I see the biggest differences. This is society's view of love. It says, what's good for me? What's convenient? What can Mm. I get from that? Amen. And that's not what love is. Oh, and we see that. We literally see that on the cross, right? It's not, What can I get from this? It's, hey, let me give this to you because you can't do it on your own. And, oh my goodness, I just love that. And love, it's sacrificial, right? It doesn't ask for something in return. It says, let me serve you, not because of what you can give to me, because I want to show you how I feel, right? I want to prove to you that this this isn't, Especially in today's age, because the view the view of love has been so twisted, it's, it has to be shown. And that I'm not I'm not doing this so I can get something in return. I'm serving because mm. I love you, and I'm showing you that I love you by serving you. Right? Yeah. Man, goodness, that's and that's just the biggest difference to me is mm. that love is love is sacrificial. Love is serving. It's not taking. It's not. What's convenient all the time? It's not. What, it's not even what's easy. Mm, not at all. It's just what can I give?
0: Yeah, we are even promised that it's that it's going to not be easy at times, mm. right? That like the world is going to hate us because we genuinely love them sometimes, right? Because we love them so much to 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 give them an opportunity at this freedom, like we 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 lay out the gospel for them, and some people are going to hate us for it. Right. And so like societal love is on, is conditional and is based on happiness. Marriage is like the idea of marriage in today's society is so broken because people <clears> think, people think it's like, if I'm not happy anymore, I can leave. No, no, not at all. Like marriage is a serve off. If you and your spouse are, are putting each other first actively, that relationship is going to be amazing because you like, it's going to be hard you're going to face trials and sorrows like guaranteed but you but if you are serving that person actively and that is love love is service cuz even even Christ came to be to serve others not to be served and to lay down his life for us right and so um, like it is, it is all about service. And so society will tell you that it's all about happiness, all about what you can get, all about the rush it can give you, that it is conditional, but the Bible would tell you, right? We go to Romans eight, right? Romans eight, uh, 37 and 30 through 39. Right? So, I'm sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, Christ Jesus, our Lord, right? So if we're supposed to love like Christ and Christ's love is unconditional, we have no excuse not to love others, never, right? And then going back to first Corinthians 13, that we, uh, that, that love, it keeps no record of being wronged. Right. So no matter what a person does to us, we have to fight with love. Right. Mm-hmm. We have like, it may be hard love, right? The the Bible, like Proverbs 27, 17 calls us to sharpen one another. Right. Yep. And so that may be through hard love. You may see somebody slipping. You may see somebody living in sin and you may have to have a hard conversation. And it may not seem like love because you're not quote unquote ac- accepting them, but you are loving them by giving, by showing them the light, by being a light in their lives right? And so, so love is unconditional. And that is what, that is the way biblical love differs from societal love and biblical love. I could tell you from experience between people like Danny in my life and, and people that love the Lord around me, that biblical love is so much better because I've lived both. Right. And, and biblical love is so much more fulfilling. I'm sure you can vouch for that one. If I had to guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, goodness, I love what you said that's unconditional. And, like, it's not even something we can do on our own, right? You said it's a fruit from the Spirit. It's not something that we've produced, right? This kind of love that is God's definition, not our own, not society's. First uh, hmm. John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. Hmm. And there's the only reason for it. The only reason we know what love is is because God first pursued us come on God left the comfort of having left the throne room right puts on flesh Bible says he moved into the neighborhood he became one us right mm-hmm. dealt with all the temptation he says he dealt with literally all the temptation mm-hmm. lived the perfect life because we can't do it became the perfect and better Adam is what the Bible says and then I love the word became the propitiation for our or sins, so. the complete and total fulfillment of the law, of something that we couldn't do. My gosh. God. And that's what's awesome. I've been just reading this lofty theological book by this German theologian, and what he talks about is suffering, right? And how even the oppressed talks about slavery and those who are being tortured, humiliated, and they just suffering. He talks about the Holocaust. They look to Jesus on the cross, suffering hmm. for them, and they recognize themselves with God. They say, I know this man because his pain, that's what I feel right now.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: And God's just, oh man, God just makes I can just see God making eye connect and saying, Hey, I, I suffer too. I love you. In the midst of the suffering, in the midst of everything, even today, in the midst of everything that's going on, I just want to tell you right now, God loves you. So much. Oh my God. So much that the the creator of the universe, the one who created everything we know and see, humbled himself, came to earth, put on Flesh, something that is not worthy of his presence, hmm. was humiliated, beaten, carried a big old tree up a mountain, and was nailed to a cross for you out of love. Hmm. My gosh, dude.
0: There is, I, I can say that um, there's a lot of different types of love that that are important. That is parental love that is, that is love in friendship, that is love in, in courtship slash relationship slash dating, whatever you want to call it, um, that are, that are important and relevant. Right. And I can tell you that I have dated and it has not been, been Christ honoring and it has left me unfulfilled and broken. Right. And I have had, and I have had struggles with parental love, Right? So I'm not going to go into too many details, but my father and I for a long time did not have the mo- the best relationship, right? And and it like my my childhood was changed because of it, right? And then I could say in friendships that that I've struggled in in loving like Jesus did and does. Um and those relationships that I struggle to do that are so much less edifying and incredible and fulfilling if if it's not Christ-centered, right? And so there was nothing that could that could replace a father's love in my life except the lord right mm. that that i had a dad in heaven who loved me unconditionally who provided for me who wants the best for me right who guides my steps right and and my thoughts and my words and my actions and walking alongside him with this new dad has been absolutely incredible since salvation right and the growing in intimacy with him and allowing him to change my heart, right? Because a father's love is what is what a lot of times what like refines a boy, right? You can look at their dad. You could see who he was and see why they act how they act, right? And I chose to let my father in heaven have my heart. And then he has completely changed the course of my life in an incredible way, right? <clears throat> and so just knowing that like our God loves you so much, right and is and is willing to take your heart and your mind and refine it to be more like him so that you can live in that fulfillment and that satisfaction in those incredible relationships that come from fearing the lord and keeping his commandments in your walk my i like i am blown away consistently at at how the lord and, and his grace is so real with me and how he has changed the course of my life it continues to open doors it's, it's insane. I could literally have a 25-hour conversation about the things the Lord has done for me. But I'll spare you all the time. Um, And it's just amazing, right? So when you are, when we are, if we were to, to move this over, a lot of people are going to click on this thinking to hear about relationships, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so let's take it there. Okay. Right? And so... When it comes to relationships and, quote, being in love, right, or or loving, like, what does that look like biblically? So I have some stuff. There, here, so let's go. You got
1: some stuff. My okay. first thing, and I'm sure nine out of ten pastors would tell you this, that dating itself. The idea of dating is not biblical.
0: Hmm.
1: But courtship is. Amen. And pursuit is. There's a wonderful book called Songs of Solomon that illustrates part of this and takes us through the pursuit and then through marriage and honestly through sexuality. And great book. You should read it. It'll make you blush. But Hmm. I think Hmm. ultimately... The key components of love stay the same. And that even in pursuit, it's service. How can I serve this person? And in any relationships, here's the thing. The foundation has to be Christ. It has to be. Otherwise, the relationship will lead you astray. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience. It hurts. When it gets away from God's design, it hurts. It leads to pain. But the thing is, relationships themselves hurt, right? You're opening yourself up to someone and you're vulnerable. They can't hurt you. Mm. But what's what's cool is that and with that, building that trust and building up that relationship and pursuing God all the while, Mm. there's healing found in that. Even from the hurts of past relationships, there's healing found in this newfound trust. Come on. But... In this pursuit, Christ has to be the foundation because ultimately the goal of dating and Christian dating is weird and there's a ton of pressure behind it, but the goal of dating is marriage. And that's, and then, that, you know, it's, it's a big word. It's, ooh, the society puts a lot of pressure on that and marriage is a huge deal. It's a covenant promise to spend your life with another person as one mm. and pursue the Lord. But that's the goal is marriage. It's a big thing, but if Christ isn't the center of the relationship, Christ won't be the center of the marriage and it's just going to be a broken broken thing.
0: Amen. Oh my gosh, dude. And going off of that, I mean, oh, like Proverbs 5 uh talks about like not just scattering yourself everywhere. Scattering your your water, your body. It uses it allegorically that like you're not just going to go giving the most important things to you to everyone. Right. And so your your purity and your body, right, your body is the most is like the way you use it, the way you use your tongue, the way you use everything is the most edifying thing. Right. And so like this is the creation when he made everything else, he said good. When he made us, he said very good. Like like we are important. Right. And so the way you use your body is important. And so purity is important. Right. Proverbs five calls us to keep that to ourselves until we have somebody like and become one with that person in marriage. All right. And so it literally tells you to rejoice in the wife of your youth. Right. And, and it gives adjectives on her. And then it says to let her like um, to delight in her and to let her fulfill you for the rest of your life. Right? And so it's and it's one person. Right, and um, and so you could read the end of Proverbs five and see the way it talks about satisfaction in marriage. That's that sexually, emotionally, and everything, Um, and that it's worth the wait. Right. So, if at any point you literally could not imagine your life without a person, then you are wronging them because you are not using that relationship to its capacity. Right. If you both love the Lord more than you love each other and you live that way, and you act that way, that relationship is going to thrive. And so it is, love is not putting somebody at the center of your universe, right? Mm. Love love is laying down your life for them daily, right? Weighing if they are worthy of marriage and serving them and and serving the Lord and loving him more. And that is going to, and then what comes from that is going to overflow into your relationship and how great it can be. So that's good. The world is going to yell at you. Sorry, Dan. The world is going to yell at you and tell you to hop into relationships and tell you to, to pursue these things and, and, and have sex and do all this stuff. And the world's idea of dating is just wrong. And, and we need to go to the one thing that never tells a lie. And that is his word. Right, and pull what we need to do in dating. Dating is nothing more than a daily interview for marriage, right? And and treat it that way. Yes, you're going to spend time together, and yes, it's it's it can be fun and awesome, but what is important is that you are setting yourself up for a successful marriage in that relationship more than anything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many nuances to that. And I think that's what honestly is hard and you know, the Christian culture and dating. Um, there's a ton of pressure behind it. It feels like this big, heavy thing. And it's, you know, it is, it's important. It should be revered mm. and taken to the Lord daily. But like with that, have fun, get to know each other, like let the relationship and the love, come. because ultimately if you're both pursuing God, it will be a good thing. Now mm. That's not to say you won't struggle because let me tell you, attraction is a real thing and it's not bad. Kind of say that real quick Yeah. for the people in the back. Sexual desire and attraction to someone is not a bad thing. It is completely different from lust. And I don't... Ah, don't even get me started on everything that's been wrong about in the past. But mm. sexual desire is not a bad thing. It's normal. It's going to happen when created to desire this. But it's something to honor God with in marriage. And that's the only context to use it in because it's a powerful thing and damaging when in the wrong context. But ultimately, what I wanted to say... To bounce off what you're saying about not making each the center of the, of the universe you hit the nail on the head there and mm-hmm. like i've said dating is a super big t- subject and i'm sure we'll have a podcast just about dating sometime okay. but when if you this isn't this isn't even just have to do with dating but this is for parents for friendships anything when you make another person the center of your universe and your eyes are no longer focused on God, but this person. And you're making this person your God. You will crush them because they were not built to bear that burden mm. and that weight. There is, I said in the beginning of this podcast, there is only one person, one being that can fill that hole that you're trying to fill. And it is not your friend, brother, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter, Anyone, it's mm. God. Only one. And he is the only one strong enough to hold that up because you were made to desire him. You were made to understand that there's something I'm missing. Come it's on. God. The only Ecclesiastes that I bring up all the time. Only things that bring fulfillment is enjoying God's blessings, fellowshipping with other believers, and obeying God because that's what you should do. hmm Those are the the big things in Ecclesiastes. Everything else is meaningless. Come on.
0: My gosh. You know, and you're going to hear love used in the wrong context. And love wins, quote unquote, um, is not wrong. As in true love, godly love does win in every situation. Right? But we need to to take our eyes off of this contorted love and this idolized love and pursue our love for the Lord above all else and watch things fall into place. Give the painter the paintings, or the, give the painter the paints, let him paint the picture, fall more in love with him daily, and if that is your mission above all else, he will satisfy you all the days. That's it. That's it. Straight up fact so if if there's one thing that this can all boil down to and every single episode of the pure joy project and every instagram post and everything can boil down to is the gospel mm. right let the lord into your heart let his fruits let the spirit take control walk in that fall more in love with him every single day and watch your life your love your relationships your passions flip upside down in the best way
1: and that's the thing it's not a promise things will get easier matter of fact i will promise you things will go harder. Mm. The situations might not change our life, the heart it will and that's what's beautiful mm. fulfillment is found in the lord and no one else. your situations come and go happiness comes and goes joy comes from the lord that
0: joy is is unchanging right? And resting in him will always bring joy and fulfillment and satisfaction. And so I will tell you, since my Christian walk began, my life in a worldly sense has not gotten easier, but my life has gotten 100 fold more, more joyous. And it is absolutely incredible. I live this beautiful movie of serving the Lord and I, and I cannot say I've had a bad day. (laughs) Like it is incredible. Because even in trial, even in loss, right? You have that hope to rest in, that unchanging hope. Hmm. So (laughs) thank you for stopping by for episode nine, love. And I doubt this will be the last episode we do on love. So so, uh, considering that all things, you know, come from love because God is love come on uh that we will revisit this topic probably next week in some way um so thank y'all for stopping by and it's been a pleasure to get to fill your ears for probably i don't know 50 some minutes um and if we can give you one thing (laughs) fall more in love with jesus that's it amen